Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. I got to tell you something. I'm looking at my screen right now, and that Taylor Swift story is up. But over to the right, there's a video playing of a guy, and I don't even know what he's talking about. But I, I looked at it and went, why is Ray Eric doing videos now? Sending the, what, What's that? You guys know Ray Eric. Worked oh. at KQ for many, many years. Hell yeah. Iconic. Oh, great guy. Ray, Ray Eric's a great guy. Turns out the guy uh, they're showing is an Italian guy who's in prison. So, you know. Also iconic. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. Arabadundi badundi. Yeah. Remember when Don Rickles used to do that to Dean Martin all the time? He come on. Oh, look who's here, Dean. Dean Martin, you're Italian, aren't you? Arabadundi badundi. <laughs> God, he was funny. Yeah. What a lovely man. I told you. I mean, just one of my favorites of all time. In any case, speaking favorites of all, kind of like the. Let me see the Don Rickles of law. On the phone, joining us live now, Dave Bialki, brought to you by Bialki Law Firm. Heard at work, Dave Bialki goes to work for you, taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials. Call 763-571-2410 or go to bialkelaw.com and tell them Tom sent you. We got Mr. Bialki on the horn. Well, Bob, I'd love to be uh, – uh, excuse me, I'd, I'd love to uh, be – Bob, that's you can call me Sandy. That's fine. <laughs> that's exactly what was coming out of my mind. Uh, oh yeah, I understand. Uh, but, uh, yeah, um, I'd love to be compared to uh, Don Rickles, but that guy—he was speaking of iconic. He is just hysterical. I, I just thought he was like one of the funniest men ever yeah. of all time. He, I love of so, all time. People, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, and he never smiled unless it was like not at his own joke. He'd smile at other things, but his own jokes—he would tear people apart. Everyone would be doubling over, laughing so hard. And he just had this look in his face, almost kind of like an angry look. It was very funny. He did the I, there's no way that he could be doing what he did today because the hateful people in this country would go after him. And oh, particularly because he's a Jew on top of it. Speaking of that, they would go after him all guns ablaze. And one of my f- last things I ever saw him doing, he was about 90 when he died, if I remember correct. That's about right, isn't it? I, th- I think he was in his 90s. He was, yeah. Yeah. So he walks out on stage in Vegas, and he, he always talked to the people in the front row, and he's talking to this one guy. <laughs> the guy's wife had a rather large proboscis. That's a nose. <laughs> she had a very large nose. So he's talking to the guy, and he goes, hey, hey having a good time? Hey, everything good? You need a drink? You need anything? Whatever. Uh, who's that to your uh, right there, sir? Oh, that's my wife. He goes, it's your wife? What is she, an eagle? <laughs> it's like Don. That's not very nice, now is it? There is no way you could get away with that humor today. No way, right? <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, they would. Uh, no, not not at all. Uh, just picking on a uh, uh, member of the, the audience. And the thing is, you go into Don Rickles, you know that's what he's going to do, but they still wouldn't uh, tolerate it. <laughs> 
No. Nah, you're absolutely right. No, I thought of you yesterday. Or two, you, okay, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, um, a couple days ago. You had a, okay. I'm waiting. <laughs> okay. You you had a story a while ago about Don Rickles. Was it uh, with Frank Sinatra? When they, they were in a restaurant, and he, he had said, you know, come over and say hi. <laughs> so yep. Come over and said hi. He goes, hey. Don't you know I'm trying to eat here? Or we're trying to have a meal? <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to impress a woman that he knew Frank yeah. Sinatra, and then he blows him off when he comes over. <laughs> I loved him. He'd never make yeah. it today. No way. No way would he be popular. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. So this time, I was going to tell you, two days ago, I get a little uh, video on my phone from my granddaughter, Fawny, who's seven years old. She was very happy to see. Uh, and this is... This is a way that you've ruined my life, Dave Bialki, because uh, I looked at, she showed me a picture, their their back deck on their house is covered with snow, and she goes, look how beautiful, and I thought, God, Bialki must be really busy now, because that little coating of snow probably causes more slips and falls than any, even if it snows harder, it's the little ones, I've always noticed people slip and fall on those a lot, that happened? They, they do, it's a, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's got to be something out there for you know for the work comp attorneys of the world, you know. But they, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's it's the little ones. It's just that little snow because then it ices up overnight. Yep. And so people, you know, when there are a lot of snow, people walk more gingerly. But they don't, you know, they don't think about the little snow. There's just a, a little bits of ice on it. Boom, they go down. That's what happens. Yeah, I mean, I, honest to God, literally now you've basically in a way ruined my life because every time I see like one or two inches of snow, I'll think of you. For the rest well, of my as life, as long as I have, as long as I have some impact on your life, that's that's what counts. Yeah, there you go. So, what's the latest mm-hmm. with you? How, how are things going? Oh, very good. Um, I was in Columbia over the weekend. Uh, the uh, over the Thanksgiving weekend, my wife is Colombian. We went down there for she was there for just over a week. Uh, mm-hmm. I was there for four days, and uh, I just love the country. It's just a wonderful country. So I was. Uh, came back and back to it. You know, <laughs> there the weather is just perfect. Uh, where we were at, we were not where that's uh, real hot. We were in the mountains uh, you know, by Medellin, and it was, uh, uh, you know, it's like a typical day is like 80 all year long. Just beautiful weather. Love God. it there. Isn't that amazing? I, and by the way, mm-hmm. uh, we may have mentioned this in the past, but it's so great when, when I see Dave, we're out at different functions and we run in a Dave or we, you know, go out to, well, the, the Hubbard boat, we go out there and all the rest of it. And I finally told Dave after about four times of meeting his wife, lovely uh, wife that you have, I said, you know, what's so great is every time I look at your wife, she's looking back at me like, what the hell's this guy's deal? <laughs> she's like, what is with him? Now she's a very pleasant person. You you got uh, well like myself. You got you got very lucky, pal. I I did all right. Yes, I uh, we just had ten years together two weeks ago. So uh, that's moving moving right along. So. That is a wonderful thing, no question about it. So you will be busy. Do you? Is it literally an all winter? We're living in Minnesota. I'm talking about here. Doing you know law in Minnesota. This must keep you busy all year long, I would think, but particularly in the winter, it really must kick into high gear because of slips and falls and all those things. Well, actually not uh, because really? in workers, in workers comp, there's a, a leg time after an injury. Uh, so, so let's say someone gets injured today, December 6th, they get injured today. The insurance company picks up, starts paying benefits. It's down the road 
three, four months down the road is when the insurance company comes up with a reason to stop benefits. That's when they get attorneys in workers' comp, typically, unless oh. it's a catastrophic injury. But if it's not catastrophic, the work comp pays its benefits until they at some time cut them off, and sometimes legitimately, other times something that can be disputed, and that's what I do. I, I might need your help because um, I want you to represent me in my case against Taylor Swift because I'm going to have to hear about it all day now. She was named Time Person of the Year. So now Brittany will never pipe down. Um, so I'll have to see her. Dave, so if you attack me right now, I will have to say that that hurt my feelings enough to ask for some compensation. But also, <laughs> also, if we are filing that lawsuit, can I be added to that? Because I, too, am tired of Taylor Swift. <laughs> Well, someone's got to be a witness as to what's going on. Everyone can't be a the the subject of the lawsuit. AJ, you're the witness. AJ, do you bear witness? <laughs> I bear witness. <laughs> you bear something. I grizzly bear witness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So things are going good. You got any special plans for uh, the holidays coming up? Uh, nothing particular. We'll be around here all holidays. So uh, just typical family stuff. But you do travel a lot, which is a great thing. I'm I'm kind of jealous because you got you get to do a lot of traveling. I do. I well, it's you can say I get to, but we choose to. I just enjoy we enjoy yeah. traveling, and it's, I just think it's something that people should do more of. I think our our world would be better off if more people traveled rather than less. As far as I I, I see things, I enjoy I other people, and I enjoy you know meeting them, talking to them, engaging them, that type of thing. All right, so somebody needs your help. How do they get a hold of you, Dave? Uh, either call me at 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or go to my website, bielkelaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E law.com. And you can click on that, send me a message. Or just send me directly, dbielke at bielkelaw.com. Any of those ways, get a hold of me, and we'll go from there. Sounds good. I realize we only have two more. It's the 13th and the 20th, the last two shows we have with you before uh, Christmas. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll look forward to the next one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thanks, Dave. You're welcome. Thanks, Tom. Bye. Dave Bielke, ladies and gentlemen, he just gave the information. Hell of a nice guy, but once again, his wife is far too good for him. Let me yeah. just point that out. Probably true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably. You just go, probably true. Probably Okay, do you want to say anything else about uh, Taylor Swift before we move on, before Kevin has a heart attack? Okay, I was going to say a couple more things. God, which <laughs> I one would it. I pick? Are you uh, giving the, like, acceptance speech on behalf of her? Is, this, is that what this is? Well, I just, like, want you guys to walk away knowing that um, she's done a lot. She's done a lot for the music industry. She wants artists to own their own music, and she's... You know, the fight starts at home. So she is, uh, she's changing the world, and we love that for her. Let me ask you this. How come she hasn't done a Super Bowl halftime show yet? Well, she's got offered it during her world tour. Oh, so you're saying she just doesn't have the courage to to do the halftime show. Um, What do you think would benefit her more? The gusto. She's going to Tokyo in February, so you just want her to fly you know back, many, Cash. Right, you know Vin how many Diesel's people been to Tokyo in right. February. You act like I care. <laughs> Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel's been to Tokyo in February. Vin Diesel's been to Tokyo in February. It's my favorite thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Listen, I'm not here. 
to convince you guys to like Taylor Swift, I don't care. I have learned. I, I, no, that teenage Brady <laughs> has been defended her choice in music and life, and now I am at a point where zero Fs. You want to not like her? I love that for you. I love that journey for you. Well, the Super Bowl thing I think is the dumbest. I, I sorry, that was more satirical because I've, I know. I've I've heard people make that argument. Football fans would hate that because they would not get tickets to the biggest game that they want to see. Oh, yeah. It would, it would become the. But, Okay, we have to sit through half an hour or a, like a half of football just to watch Taylor Swift, and then nobody else would be there after the show. Yeah. That's it. They would leave. Do you think that Taylor Swift is, uh, for the 2000s, what Elvis Presley was for the 50s and 60s in America? Is she that? She's that big, isn't she? I, I mean, she's big. I also, it's just like, I think they're, like, I think we just have to accept that, like, Anything that teenage girls likes, they, it gets attacked, especially when they like in masses. Like it's always, it's always no, it's always the demographic of like, oh, you like Taylor, okay, and that's fine. And like, I think it's also to a point where like, you guys know a lot about Taylor Swift for people who don't mm -hmm. like Taylor Swift. Nobody's saying okay, so First yeah, off, some people, who's attacking Taylor like Swift? Her. Right? Do I? Go to my car and on the drive here, my bump in Taylor Swift? Absolutely not. But most of her songs, if you play them right now, I probably could sing 90% of the words just yeah. because she's everywhere. Yeah. Like, she's not a bad person. She just. I don't. Yeah, the, the Elvis comparison, I'm not sure, right? Because, like, how do you even compare anything to Elvis or Taylor Swift? And, like, they're both in such. Yeah. And Tom was yeah. Taylor, or was Taylor Swift? Was Elvis, like, respected? musically like was he looked at as somebody that you know oh my gosh he's a great singer great songwriter yeah. or was it just yeah, he, he was, was a popular person well let me put it this way he was on the ed sullivan show uh and frank sinatra walked out on stage to sing with him so that's yeah. a pretty big moment when frank sinatra shows up for you that's a big deal man yeah and he had i mean it was like the perfect marketing at the time mm. i mean he just yeah. lightning yep. stri strike and i mean that Colonel Tom, you can say what you want, but I would have to say he was the Chris Jenner of his generation with like marketing. He had oh, yeah. marketing down for Elvis. I mean, that's yeah. Priscilla was marketing. I mean, they they wanted her yeah. to play a certain role, yeah. and um, it is. It's so interesting to study. I think there's some. I think we talked about it with the Beatles as well. Like it was, they came at the perfect time, mm -hmm. and it's timing, right? Yeah. And isn't with Elvis, they always said, you know, like ladies wanted to be with him, men wanted mm -hmm. to be him. I don't know that Taylor Swift is on that level of where like girls, yes, probably definitely want to be her. But I don't know that it's like universally all guys are like, I want to be married to Taylor Swift type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think she's on that level, which isn't bad. Which I, just... I think it's the perfect too with, with Elvis. It was the, there was enough backlash against him that made you know mm -hmm, the youth mm -hmm. so excited about him too and there that could be studied you could study that like why that was so intriguing and like the fact that it had to be a little underground because he was looked at his hips were the devil you know <laughs> i i think that is so interesting yeah and um i want to see uh priscilla the movie from her point of view the elvis movie was okay uh i didn't really love the way it was filmed it felt but it probably was accurate to when he was the hottest thing. It was just 
so big. It was so unreal. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this, because I genuine, genuinely don't remember or know too much about like how popular he was. Was he mm. massive like overseas as well? Oh, yeah. He was? Okay. Yeah. But I'm glad you asked that, because Colonel Tom Parker would not let him travel elsewhere to do shows because he was afraid he'd lose his grip on Elvis. So Elvis, I don't think, ever performed anywhere but in America. There's, and maybe cheese. And there were missteps. Like I found out, yeah. um, like I will always love you, but written by Dolly Parton. Uh, Colonel T uh, Thomas Parker was trying to buy that because it would have been an mm -hmm. amazing song for him, you know. And eventually, Whitney Houston got it. But he was like, "I want to own all the," and Dolly Parton wouldn't sell it yeah. to him. And so, like, yeah. even though he, it's funny because I think he could have been bigger had he had at some point different management, mm -hmm. but. You know, he got there with uh, with Colonel Tom, you know. Yeah. Like, there's something to be said. And Elvis got some backlash or pushback because he's, I feel like every time he's brought up, somebody always goes, well, he stole the culture from the black man and blah, 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 mm -hmm. blah, which I don't know how much of that is true and how much of it is just music is usually a well, industry that's, you know, quote, unquote, steals or borrows from everybody regardless because you're trying to make a hit. And Tom, Tom can vouch for this. At the time... There's no way a black man in that culture could have risen to that. So they, no. I'm sure there were talented people, I mean, of all sorts that have, that were just not, it wasn't the time because of the prejudice that was happening. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no way they're going to have him in, it just would have never, it would have never worked. It just wasn't. Right. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what though, Little Richard uh, kicked ass. Chuck yeah. Berry kicked mm -hmm. ass. There's no they were very, very popular. But I, what you guys were just talking about, there's still a video out there. It's from like 1957, something like that, 56, 57. Because I think Elvis broke in 55. I think that's what they say. But there's a guy being interviewed uh, on the street. He's doing interviews on the street. And, this, and he walks up. This guy's probably 45-year-old white guy. Mm -hmm. He goes, so, sir, what do you think of Elvis Presley? And he holds the mic. He goes, I hate that goddamn race music. <laughs> I call it oh, yeah. race music. All right. That guy seems like fun at parties. And yeah. Tom, you would know again, like this is a, this is more something you know you know have this, you know, in your blood. Is that like could little Richard be looked at as a sex symbol? Was he a sex symbol back then? Oh god, yes. Okay, oh, was he? Because that very I, think, handsome guy. I think that would be the big thing back then is if you know, most white culture would have had a whole problem with their daughters looking at like, maybe you know a, maybe a black man as a sex symbol and I, I mean that in like a that's just how things were back then but again you have to understand it wasn't like that in the inner city it was in the suburbs and all right. and of course some of it was in the cities well, yeah. but i mean we we admired little richard as much as we did elvis presley yeah we and i mean house yeah and house to house is always different and minnesota is yeah, different yep, than others yep. you know but i just mean like universally that was a problem back then i mean it I, I, it's hard to imagine no nowadays but i guess it still exists you know i know you guys were talking about interracial couples being um a problem even now in some places which blows your mind you know so it is pretty weird. It's super I mean, weird. Yeah, I just I first of all, I don't know you. Why do I get an opinion on your life? Yeah, or who right? or who you should be with. Like I have any idea exactly. what kind of person you are in a relationship. I have no idea.
you think we'll ever understand that again, whether, again, it's, and I don't like either the far right or the far left. They're too extreme for me. They've lost their minds and all the rest of it. But please explain to me how it's any of your business what my family does. It doesn't affect you in any way, shape, or form. How How is that your, it's none of your goddamn business, well, right? And again, I think... I think we are really lucky where it blows my mind because like when we talk about the idea of anyone being mad about interracial dating, I think like way back, I go, whoa, must be, you're talking about must like 50 years ago, right? And I, I'm just not around that. I'm just, mm. I, right. that, that would, I couldn't even imagine to care. Well, again, I told a story dating. yesterday when I was 10 years old, so that's a long time ago. There was a couple on our block, a white woman, a black man, they were married. Uh, one of my best friend's sister married a black man. That was in like 1961, 62, something like that. Yeah. So I was used to it by the time, I, long before I even became a teenager. But even the fact that like you can say it as something you remember as an event is just t- shows you signs of the time. Because it did stand out at the time because nobody else was doing it. Exactly. That's true. And that's where you go, well, that's so right. different now. I would never be like, well, I know this person who is black who married a white person because like now it's a... It is just, I would look Nobody at... Nobody should have ever cared. Nobody Are they human? Yes, they're human, so leave them alone. How about that? Well, are we, aren't we also only like a year or two removed from the royal family having like questions about uh, Meghan Markle and what is it, They Harry? still do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just like, guys, you, you need to read the room here on just <laughs> where <laughs> we are in life. Like, I you, know. Just because you live in a, a literal like palace does not mean you can ask these questions openly and freely. Come on right. now, give it the times. Yeah. I bet you there's one thing you guys don't know about England's hierarchy, the monarchy. Uh, they oh, there's probably a lot. They I don't bet actually you have any power. Things, I don't know. Yes. About a century ago, the king of England was black. What? Nobody knows that. Yeah. Oh, good they for don't him. ever bring that up, do they? You didn't even know that, did no, you? Who, the king of England? Yep. Let's look this up real quick. Queen I don't think you're ever going to find it because they buried that thing so deep. Maybe you can find it now. I've not looked it up in a long time. But, yeah, it was not that big a deal back then. I don't know why it became, once again, whether it's the marching in the streets, the this, that, but up, but up, but up. Unless I have hurt you, leave me alone. Right. If I hurt something you did, then I need to I need to stand up and say, man, I didn't mean to hurt you. But if I did nothing to you, get the hell out of my face. Right? Yeah. Right. yeah. That's fair. We got to take a break because we have a guest coming up in just a couple of minutes. Miss Shannon will join us right after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. A little news, a little information. Let me know when Miss Shannon is ready to go, if you would. Yeah, I, I believe she will be on in about 10 minutes here. 9.30, I believe, is when we Perfect. have her. Perfect. Okay, yeah. excellent. I just wanted to make sure that was the situation, but... Uh, we will talk to Miss Shannon. Uh, yeah, just about nine minutes then. That'll work. Argument on plane causes flight from Orlando to divert to Jacksonville when bomb threat was mentioned. Yeah, I'd be really happy to be on a plane when somebody starts talking about bombs. How, how far <laughs> Think away? Think about that. How far away are those two places? 
not very far. It's about an hour and a half drive, something like that. Not even an hour and 15 minute drive. Yeah, I'd say maybe 100 miles, okay. something like that. Maybe a little more. I haven't driven. When I lived in Jacksonville, I used to go down to, to Disney World all the time because it was, you know, just pretty much brand new. But, yeah, if I remember correctly, it was about an hour and a half drive, something like that. Right. 100 miles. I'll say 100 miles, I think. That's about right, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. I, but I, here's what I understand. They diverted the flight, which I do understand, but why? Okay, well, we'll get into this story because there's no way we can understand why the hell you would make a bomb threat if there is no bomb. Because isn't it a felony even if you claim there's a bomb and there isn't? Yeah, because they – otherwise, yeah, you can't have people just willy-nilly saying there's bombs everywhere. I'm pretty sure it's oh. – <laughs> I think it's like, good, it's like that selective language. Like you have freedom of speech, but in certain areas – like you can't yell fire when you're in a movie theater. Right. You mm-hmm. can't yell bomb when you're on a plane, that type of stuff. You can holler out, hey, a-hole. You can do that, though. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think that clears. I like it. Works for me. Uh, two people were arrested after a flight from Orlando was diverted Tuesday because of an alleged bomb threat. The passengers said they had overheard being made during an argument between the two. Uh, Breeze, what the hell is Breeze Airways? I never even heard of it. That, Breeze Airways sounds like the exact type of airline where a fight oh, happens, yeah. where a bomb threat is dropped. That yeah. It's like they look up to Spirit. We want to be like Spirit someday. <laughs> That's Breeze. probably true. Yeah. Probably true. I've never even heard of Breeze Airways Flight 717. Oh. It lifted off from Orlando, make, uh, making its way to Providence, Rhode Island. Holy God. Wait a minute. Is this some high-tone outfit? It just costs too much? That's why we don't know about it? It says it's nice, new, and nonstop. That's the Breeze way. Well, there you go. Hmm. Uh, they were going to Providence, Rhode Island, when it had to make an emergency stop at Jacksonville International Airport. The passengers told, and again, the flight just took off. They could still divert to Jacksonville. I mean, a plane's going to pass over Jacksonville in what, about 10 minutes from Orlando? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they had to do that like within the first two or three minutes of the flight. Dang. Yes. What the hell? I'd be pissed. I'd also be happy uh, yeah. that there was no bomb on my plane. So. Yeah. Mixed motions. <laughs> True. It's a very good point. Passengers told uh, News for Jax. Get it? Jax. J-A-X is in Jacksonville. Hey, ah, hey, I like it. I like hey. it. I remember I was actually, they did a story about me once on News for Jax. I wouldn't call it News for Jax. It was the same TV station, but basically it implied that the guy that was working at uh, the Big Ape, W-A-P-E in Jacksonville, is a pain in the ass. That's pretty much what the article is about. Nice. That's why I don't have a copy of it. The Big Ape, that's an unfortunate name sure for is. a new station. <laughs> like a radio. a Big Ape? Imagine, like, you're dating somebody, and you work at the Big Ape, and you're at their, like, you're meeting their parents, and you're like, well, so where do you work? I'm currently employed at the Big Ape. Right. Uh, Absolutely. It sounds like a Rainforest <laughs> Cafe-type restaurant. <laughs> Uh, well, that's true because they have big apes there. Yeah. That's very, very. By the way, I can't do it. I've tried with the kids many, many times. I cannot sit. It's way too loud in there. Oh, at the Rainforest Cafe? It's, I get overstimulated yeah. immediately in the waiting area. I have to leave. When the thunderstorms happen, oh, yeah. what are we doing here? Yeah, a thousand percent. You should not be able to tolerate the <laughs> Rainforest Cafe. That place is. I know somebody that used to be the manager there, and he was. Oh, really? The stories he would tell me about just the insufferable people that would come in. He oh. was like, it was the worst job I have ever had in my life. Did he have, like, I, I don't use this term loosely, 
full on PTSD from just working oh, in an yeah. environment where like he had somebody throw a whole scream at you. He had a woman throw like a whole chicken at him because she was unhappy with Wait, her what? meal. What is happening? Oh, I don't. I don't think I've ever been to the Rainforest oh, Cafe. It's... I've walked past a number of them, but I've never had the desire to like go sit down because it looks like more of like a attraction than an actual restaurant. And every, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like yep. every twenty minutes they have a full on thunderstorm. Uh, do you get wet? Like it rains? No, 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 no. But like it lightnings and thunders, and you know there's rains right. on the sides of the wall. It's so intense and it's unnecessary, and most kids do not enjoy it. <laughs> that sounds oh. like the, a top five worst places to like break up with somebody. <laughs> yeah, that would not be good for breaking up with somebody. You're absolutely yeah. right about. And by the way, I believe it was invented. It was started by a guy from Minnesota. Awesome, bro. Mm -hmm. well, good for you. Uh, I, I keep thinking of Steve Schussler. I think Steve Schussler, had, I'm not sure, but it seems to me I remember he had something to do with that. I feel like, Tom, though, the breakup thing might be nice because, like, if let's say AJ breaks up with me and I'm like, hey, AJ, do you mind leaving so I can sit through the next thunderstorm All right. alone? All right. <laughs> Just in your feelings and <laughs> the AJ, I will thunder. tell you what. Yeah. If you ever do go to a rainforest cafe, do not sit near a family with small children. Oh, my God. Good luck. I'm not kidding you. That first boom. <laughs> These kids got about three feet off their chair. It scares the piss off. And it's like a kid's <laughs> restaurant. Yeah. Oh. It is, yeah. Interesting. Okay, back to the news for Jax. That a couple got into an argument right before the flight took off. So they're arguing before the plane even takes off. That's not good news. One passenger said a man told the woman he was arguing uh, with that he wanted to get off the plane. The flight was in the air for 45 minutes, according to passengers. When the uh, captain decided to divert the plane to Jacksonville around 5:30 p.m., but 45 minutes—you'd be—you'd think you'd be very far north of Florida by then, from Orlando. Yeah, I wonder that they must have turned around or something. Yeah, he must have yeah. absolutely. Uh, so he diverted the plane to Jacksonville around 5:30 because the word "bomb" was mentioned during the argument between the two people. The people were talking about or claiming the other person had a bomb during their flight. The people around them heard the word bomb, reported to the airline, and they're obligated to land the plane, Rachel Corrigan said. The Federal Bureau of Investigation responded to the incident to ensure the safety of the crew and passengers. So that's good. There's something, something deeply wrong with you when you get in an argument that you have, like, the word bomb in your back pocket. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. no matter how angry I get, like, bomb, threatening you guys with a bomb... Like, would I threaten you with my hands? Yes. Like, I will choke you. That's an option. Yeah. But, like, the idea that I think that I have the capability of bringing a bomb, that it would be available in my vocab, right. you're wrong for that. And this just sounds like an incredibly toxic relationship. Yeah. You get in a fight, and yeah. you know your yep. surroundings, and you're like, you know what, Tevin? I wish you wouldn't have brought that bomb to the airport to the airport today. I told you not to yeah. pack it. You absolutely yeah, like right. whoa, whoa. Let's uh, why are we going there? And people that fight on planes, just in general, like you Trash. should be put on the no fly list Trash. immediately. Yes. Like congratulations, you don't get to fly anymore. Buses the only. The object is to get on, sit down, be quiet, and get off as fast as possible. No other yes. options. Do not disrupt anybody. You, you don't turn to the person next to you. So uh, you've been to you've been to Rhode Island before? No. Just shut up, look forward at the back of the seat in front of you, yep. and enjoy the flight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can I mention that Kurt Vonnegut, you know, the great author Kurt Vonnegut, you know his works probably. Yeah. One of the great writers of all time. He, people used to ask him what he did, and he said, well, I'm a writer. Oh, what do you write? Well, I'm Kurt Vonnegut. I write books. And they have a fit. And he just got sick of the whole flight being about him and about his books and all the rest of it. So he gets on the airplane. 
and he decides I'm if this guy sitting next to me because he's in first class asks me what I do for a living, I'm gonna make something up. Yeah. So he's sitting there, and the guy sits down. The flight gets in the air. And the guy turns and goes, "So, uh, do you mind if I ask what you do for a living?" And Kurt Vonnegut said, "I'm a pipe fitter." The guy goes, "I'm the president of the pipe fitters union." Oh no. <laughs> They talked about pipe fitting for like three hours. So, That's incredible improv. Yeah, right? Like, yeah, like I, and then what do you know about pipe fitting? Because for the extent I know, I'd say, yeah, fit pipes. Yeah. And then the pipe, I make sure it fits. Uh, and Does it fit? Does it not fit? More pipes. Yeah, and the president of that Pipe Fitters Association is probably so happy because he's mentioned that oh, yeah. probably to everybody mm -hmm. he's flown with. And they're like, yeah, I don't care. And yeah. now this is one shining moment. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about Tom. They talk about like um, people on OnlyFans or strippers or any like sex sure, workers. They'll sure. say they like to say they're accountant. I'm an accountant, oh, and like sure. they have funny stories of telling people, yeah, yeah, I'm an accountant because nobody asks questions. Like in that same scenario of like all of a sudden I was on a plane. Told, I told somebody I was an accountant, and they're like, oh yeah, me too. And I was like, the idea of a oh. stripper having to improvise what an accountant does. Yeah. Tell me about your CPA filings this this quarter. Like. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And we do Not have Miss Shannon in the in the back uh, the back waiting room whenever you want to bring her on. Do a lot of accountants look like because uh, strippers tend to? I, I don't know much about strippers. It's not my deal, but they tend to be very pretty women, don't they? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Same with accountants. So think, yeah, an yeah. accountant, a very pretty accountant. That's good. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. A little more clothing, thinking. but yeah, a little <laughs> probably a little more clothing, and no question about that. Uh, in any case, as far as. Uh, the news is concerned. Oh, we we should have Miss Shannon in a couple of seconds. Yeah, Miss Shannon is here. Oh, she's on now. Good. All right, sister, wake up. Let's go. Are you talking to me? Wake up. I've been up. No, no you <laughs> have not been up. Don't make it up as you go along. I, you know what? I, I think that you're accustomed to most comedians who do not have a 15 year old autistic child. That okay, well that explains it. I've been up, kind of thing. I've been, <laughs> been up. up. Yeah, so been up Great. trying to trying to rearrange his whole methodology this morning, which has not worked out so far. So he is. It'll back. be fine, ladies and gentlemen. Headlining Laugh Camp December 8th and 9th this weekend. Miss Shannon's with us, a legend. She's a regular on My Talk 107 and The Jason Show. She has a podcast called Be Our Geek, and where she uh, talks about all of her nerdy hobbies. All of her nerdy hobbies and interests. You have nerdy hobbies and interests? Absolutely. Absolutely. I have a well, variety of nerdy hobbies and interests. So what well, would you like to talk about? Comic I, books? You want to talk about my sword collection in the back of my studio? What do you want to talk about? You have a sword collection? Yeah. Yeah. That makes you a little I dangerous, doesn't it? I was dangerous anyway, Tom. You've oh, met you me. were. Okay, okay. I was well. already dangerous. I'm like Brittany. We just grow up dangerous. Yes. Um, so like, that, and because then you can be dangerous impromptu. Mm. Like that's that's the best thing. Like you don't want to look like a danger all the time. That's not it. It's just you know it because you know Tevin and I had talked about this before. Like I am not ghetto. I didn't grow up, but I grew up in a bad neighborhood. And mm -hmm. so there's a difference when you just grow up kind of hood, because that means you just live with your head on a swivel, you know, mm -hmm. kind of thing. So I, I, I think that because, you know, I, I am a very nice and kind person that people presume that I'm not dangerous. It's like, no, 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 I'm just well studied in the variety mm -hmm. of danger that I choose to do. It's just because then you don't have to use it. So is so that I'm I'm people leave me alone? <laughs> where, did you grow, where did you grow up? Phoenix, Arizona. Grew up. Oh, in you Phoenix, did really. Mm -hmm. um, what brought you to Minnesota? Um, my mom and my two younger sisters really needed a cultural shift. I'll say, like, we were definitely in that 
that cycle of working poor, like just, just, just needed a clean break. Um, and every time I had moved away, I'm the oldest in my family. And every time I had moved away, uh, my mom would tweak out just enough because I'm like mom 2.0 that I'd have to move back to Phoenix. And oh, so yeah. I'm like, if I want to leave, leave, I need to go someplace that my mom would go and bring my sisters with me. And so way back in the day, like when I was in kindergarten, my mom used to live here in Minnesota. She used to work for, for all the people who are of a certain age. My mom used to work for KTEL Records. So, oh. yeah, so my mom was a media buyer for KTEL Records back in the day. And I stayed with my grandma in Phoenix um, for the year she worked up here. And so I had super dope albums. Like, I wish I knew that albums would be cool when I was a little kid. It was one of those things that I like wrecked, you know, kind of thing. Like I had all so much cool stuff that if I had known that being a collector of things and not using it like kids use stuff, that it would have been a value. I wish I had been that kid when I was little, but I'm not. Like I just ruined my mom's stuff like people do. Um, <laughs> but I was like, you know, I knew she wasn't going to move. If I had said Chicago or L.A. or any place like that, she wasn't going to go. But I was like, how about Minneapolis? And she went, okay. So we packed up a truck and uh, and our cat and drove up here to Minneapolis. And we've been here ever since. You know, I got to tell you that my life gets so interesting. Every day something new happens. Because you and I have never met, I don't think. Uh, maybe. Yeah, Ed, I've been on your show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean in person. I'm talking Not about in person. Person. No, no. Yeah. We haven't hung out, hung out. No. Uh, but the amazing thing is, is I've met your mother. <laughs> I have. I used to do the voiceover for KTEL. Oh, funny. Yeah. So then you probably did. Yeah. I did. I met your mother. That's amazing. See, I love that about life. You meet all these different people doing different things. And KTEL Drive is still there, by the way. Yeah. I don't know if KTEL still, but, but the street's still there. And my mom was really cool when she worked at KTEL. Like, I grew up with a very <laughs> cool mom, which is not really a, a benefit. Like, you know, it didn't help me any that my mom was cool. But I just remember my mom was pretty cool. Like especially in the, like the late seventies and early eighties, she was the cool mom when I was in school. And that yeah. kind of sucked actually. Now that I look back at it, having uh, a cool mom sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Having yeah. a cool mom sucked because it, she didn't always like actively parent. She more like out of a thing of like mutual respect. She just kind of like encouraged me to like parent myself. Like, <laughs> like you'll be right. fine. I'll just give you, you'll work it out. You're a smart kid. And I was, but it was really, it, I would have liked a little more guidance on some things and not to have to be in that position of, oh, I'm supposed to be adulting at 14. That was whack. So I try yeah. not to do that with my kid for a variety of reasons. But no, I, I think there's a, um, uh, a, a more in-depth, like I, my parenting style is much different because of that, where I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to be a little more active and engaged and not just let me raise my, let my son raise himself. <laughs> and yeah, going to be fine. <laughs> uh, you know, because we have uh, we have a son and a daughter, Andy and Alex. Uh, Andy's a couple years older than Alex, and I now have three grandchildren. But as it goes along, Miss Shannon, I will tell you this: you're going to love it more and more. How, how lucky you are to have the children, and someday the grandchildren you will have. It's phenomenal. Thank you, thank you. No, he's a great yeah. kid. We have our challenges, but you know, he's, <laughs> yes, not, well. he's my favorite person. Uh, he is my favorite person. And he is the reason why I am aggressively single at this point in my life. So aggressively, I mean, aggressively, aggressively single. single, you know what? It's very difficult to have patience for, uh, the male gender when I am raising one. Um, so all of my <laughs> patience for the entire collection of men is used up on my son yeah. who deserves it. He's yeah. here because of me. I brought him into this world. So he gets all my patience. So when my 15 year old does something that's out of pocket, I'm like, okay, young man, I get it. We're going to 
course correct this. When a 45 to 55 yeah. year old man does it, I'm like, I'm out. No, oh, no. Miss Shannon. It's the most distasteful, sure. unattractive thing in the world. Yeah. And there are quite a lot of those 45 to 55 year old men who are just existing. I, we have a saying in my house that my, I use for my husband and he also uses for me when yes. one of us is acting like uh, not exactly to par, we'll say yes. we can't have two babies. Like I'll say right. it to him, he'll say it to me and like, it is so true. So what you are going through, you, you just have no tolerance for it. None, none. Yeah. I'm like, the minute it gets to, Hey, what do you think I should order for dinner? I'm out. I'm like, I'm just going to pay my own check and leave. I'm done. <laughs> and I choose not to, I'm not doing it. I'm yeah. out. Get I'm the chicken proud. tender basket, you child. Like. And I've said it before, and I, I've literally been out. I think I told the story to Brittany. I had really hit, I had been out with a guy, and he's like, and, and we were at one of the comedy clubs in town. He's like, well, what do you think I should get? I'm like, I honestly do not have the energy or bandwidth to choose what you, as a grown human being, should eat. Pick any of them. They're yeah. all appetizers at a bar, at a comedy club bar. Pick any of them. They're, they're all going to be the same in a different, yeah. They're all going to be the same. Yeah. And he's right. like, well, I just thought you'd tell me. I literally told you, I'm not going to tell you, select. Right. And You're he still refused. And so I picked and then honestly was like, we are done after this interaction. Uh, I, I, <laughs> Shannon, Justin told me the other day, we were talking about like, if something happened to him, he's like, something happens to me, you can marry somebody else. And I started laughing so hard. I was like, bitch, I wouldn't, I will be single for the rest of my right. life. Like, never. Not because yeah. like an ode to him, but like in what capacity? <laughs> in what capacity would I want to go date at this point? I'm just. I'll you know. date. I just don't need to be like, I love love and yeah. I love being in functional relationships. Mm -hmm. um, I just spent a lot of time on my personal journey to figure out who I am. Yeah. And so now that I'm kind of comfortable in this, it's, you know, I'm not bored. I have interesting friends. I have an interesting career. I, I, I love my kid. So that means you have to add to that. Yeah. And so I'm just kind of at that point, like I've, I've went through phase where I'm like, oh, they're really nice. I'm like, well, no, they're supposed to be nice. That's the bare minimum. Yeah. If they weren't nice to me, I wouldn't even be here. So just having the expectation of knowing what I can add to a relationship when I am successfully partnered that's what I want. So I want to be partnered. I don't want an entourage. I don't want to, I don't want to be your, your admin. I don't want to, I don't want to parent you. So until I'm going to wait until I can find somebody where I can be, we let me be old school biblical about it, Tom, like equally yoked. And, mm, so sure. that's, yeah. Yeah. and so until I can find somebody that's in that same field, then I'll just hang out with my friends. Cause I know they're a good hang or I'll go talk <laughs> to Brittany. Cause I know she's a good hang. That's just, it's easier, you know, when you know, it's not even easier. It's more efficient. Yeah. If you, you know, we only have so much time. Time is the most precious commodity that we have. So if you have time, well, that's what I choose to use my spare time as an adult on is that kind of thing. So that makes so sense. One of the things that I love at the very beginning of that conversation, because I, I'm looking at screen right now and I'm kind of like right in the center on top. Mm -hmm. and there are two men to my right and two women to my left. Mm -hmm. And that one comment about men, the two women were bobbing their heads and laughing and the two men are like, eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know we were getting personally attacked today. Oh, okay. Sorry, Devin. <laughs> Listen, it's not personal. First no, of all, Devin, have you changed your particular way that you hit on people? Cause if y'all don't oh. know Devin, the all, Te I'm a bust him. Cause he didn't need to sit there and act like I said something out of pocket. Oh. Yeah. Tell us. Oh, Just yes. so you know, this is Tevin's game. Tevin's uh -oh. entire stilo mm -hmm. when he's talking to people, he stole them all 
all from old fresh prince of bella i episode. knew you were gonna bring this up yes. i mean no. i never oh my gosh you. they're not even original but it's such uh, a you know unless you ooh. just sit and live on tv land you don't know that he stole all his lines from old sitcom he's black smooth, but that's just because he's like ripping off he was chat gpt for uh. will smith before there was a chat GPT. <laughs> <laughs> she, <laughs> just, she just blew my whole spot up um so are you just in the yeah. club doing the carlton i'm so confused so, no no no, no. Once upon will. a time, once will. upon oh, a time, okay, 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 okay. I was a, a guest. Ago. <laughs> I was a guest on the BR on uh, her geek podcast, BR Geek. Yes. And so she was like, "Well, what do you geek out about?" And I was like, "I love the Fresh Prince of Bel Air." Yes. As a young Tevin in high school, would watch Fresh Prince of Bel Air on rerun, and so I would hear all these great, what I thought were great pickup lines, mm -hmm. and I would go and I would use them. At school, mostly in a joking way, but yeah, I've lost count of the number of girls that I told like, "Oh, girl, I wish I could plant you and grow a whole field of you," or "You're <laughs> all that in a bag of chips," or "I found your name in the dictionary next to kablam." Like, yeah, exactly. I just, yeah, yeah, so I used them all, and I told Miss Shannon that in confidence, and uh, Look, it's come back to bite me in the whoa, ass. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Nothing is in confidence. But that's like me saying anything I say today on this interview on the it's just between us. podcast and in confidence. It, right. It's it just between us. And all the listeners of my podcast. <laughs> I'm that's, dying. That's uh, it. That's great. You know, no. And so, I mean, that's my favorite thing. When people ask me what I like about being a comedian, uh, it, it's not just the performance. It's like talking to people and making those connections and using it as um, uh, finding commonalities and finding what it is and then helping us uh, continue to engage with one another and finding those funny things because that's what I, uh, I, I love about what we get to do as comedians because like there's lots of times where the show is whack and you drove there and you got chased by a blizzard and all that stuff is, is, is not the part why you want to do it. But being able to talk to somebody and go, hey, this, the reason that I remember this moment in my life is because laughter surrounded it. That's what I encourage and what I like to do and why I like that so much of what I do is helping people find those moments that were funny because you might have had a really difficult childhood, but if you can also look at the parts that were humorous or made you smile, then it makes everything easier to process. Um, and you can just get to that point where you can go, okay, this is all experiences. It's not baggage and we can move on and we can grow. And so that's my whole methodology with comedy and what I try to do with, with my laughters. There's lots of times where things are not funny when I'm in the middle of it, but being able to go, hey, this was the funny part of it. And then to be able to remember that as much as we remember the down parts, I think it just makes your overall life healthier and happier uh, overall. So that's my whole jam. So thank you for sharing, Tevin. Yeah, um, and I would like to let you know that I've stopped using Fresh Prince of Bel-Air pickup oh, lines okay. a long, a long time still, ago. still, yeah. the other day we had a beautiful woman in here and he was saying oh Fresh Prince, it was so awkward. <laughs> So now he's just now is not and that's not verbatim the lines. Now is it just you just do it in these the theme in the, the, yes. the yes, yes. thematic yes. The spirit style. the spirit lives on. Yeah. Yes. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Hey, you gotta know, you know, we all have our inspirations here. We have our inspirations. <laughs> yeah, I get I get personally involved with that conversation. Just sitting here listening to that, it's like I didn't know that was gonna happen today. Oh. Fresh mm. Prince of Bel Air. Neither Think did about I, Tom. <laughs> That's also, I mean, Tom, that's why we do the podcast, my friend Jayton and I, that we do is because, yes, we talk about specific geek topics and all of the geek pop culture stuff, but it's also 
the concept is that everyone's a geek about something. So it doesn't have to be those core geek things you talk about. Yeah, we do talk about, hey, here's the latest Marvel movie, or do you want to talk about mm-hmm. Batman and Superman and what's going on on DC and Lord of the Rings and all of those tentpole geek things. But there's also the concept and the the idea of being a geek is just really just talking about something you love. So when we talk to somebody and, and like Tevin can tell you, when we, when we ask somebody to come on the show, we go, what is it that you geek out about? And so to help them frame that, you know, what's the thing that you love so much that your friends and your loved ones are sick of you talking about? Well, you get to come on our show for 45 minutes and just talk about that thing. And so encouraging people to go, no, I know, a ridiculous amount about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. We've talked about people who were into crafting or fantasy football or history, or they knew uh, a ridiculous uh, amount about barbecue. And that's the thing is that everybody has their thing that they're like are super, super into. And that's what we like to talk about is that everybody's a geek about something. So I'm sure there's something that, you know, like I know if I start talking to Brittany, I can go, hey, tell me a whole bunch about your dogs and then she will talk to me about her dogs for hours and that you know here's this i have a webcam out about them this is what i do i put the i got i bought an extra thing to like show their thing and then i could talk to them through that's what i love too is just watching people light up about a thing that they enjoy and i get to enjoy it vicariously through them even though i'm not going to go spend as much time i'm not a dog person but i enjoy watching Brittany, my friend get really excited about her dog just like I enjoy watching Tevin tell me, hey, let me, you know, on episode seven of season three, this happened. And this is when they had this and they were in the elevator and such him watching him light up. I'm like, OK, I'll sit here and watch you talk about that all day. That's fantastic when you find that thing that a person is that's into. Now, where can people find BR Geek? Ah, the easiest way to find all of those things, you can always go to, uh, uh, if you go to mytalk1071.com and go and search in their podcast, you can find it there. You can also go to my page. It's Miss Shannon, Shannon with an A.com. I post all of my stuff there as well. Um, so, yeah, we have a really good time doing that show. And so, we, you know, you're welcome to come on and talk about whatever your significant other is tired of you talking about at home. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be a long, should be a lot longer than 45 minutes. I That's why we have people come back because they usually have more than one thing. So we just go pick a pick an avenue. So Shannon, can we send our significant other if we're sick of hearing something (laughs) they're talking about? Because I have an IO psychologist who would just rock your world. Absolutely. You got my email. Send it to me. I will. That'll be great. And then we'll go. And then they can just listen to themselves as well. So then (laughs) look at how fascinating I was when I talked about this thing I love. So, yeah. That's where we're at. So you get some geek stuff. Like if you come see me tell jokes, uh, some of it is geek related. Not the entire set is about that kind of stuff. But, you know, I, you know, I'm very, you know, I'm, I'm glad that one of the words for 2023 was authentic because that was something I was really focused on before we were all using mm-hmm. that word willy nilly. So you really get to, to see what I'm about. And there shouldn't be if you know me, you shouldn't have any surprises when you come see me tell jokes at any of the places I'm performing. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Okay, when people go to uh, Laugh Camp this weekend, what's that all about for them? Ah, so this will be fun. I mean, Laugh Camp is one of my favorite venues in the Twin Cities. I mean, Mm -hmm. we've really had, I mean, we're really fortunate, and I'm sure all of the comedians that talk to you on the show, we're really fortunate here in Minnesota. So if you're a working comedian, like, there's some really quality places for you to perform. And so throughout, you know, all of our careers, we've had a really good time of being able to go, I can get here, the audiences are smart and engaged. And and so this weekend, 
You know, it's just, you know, I haven't been doing as much pure stand-up shows. And so this is a really good opportunity for me to get back out there, work on some new stuff, make some new connections. Because I haven't had, I've been doing a lot of, I do a lot of corporates and a bunch of other things that are comedy adjacent. So it was like gala season, event season. So I was doing that. So my last straight up stand-up show, I mean, other than doing some friends' smaller sets, was in August up in Duluth. So uh, I'm really excited to be able to come here and really stretch my legs and hang out with people for a, a more uh, a more significant amount of time, you know, as their headliner. So it'll be a good time if you come out and see us on Laugh Gap. No, no question about it. Okay, Brittany, Tevin, AJ, any closing words? I just love Miss Shannon. When are you going you yeah. to come into the studio next time? I got so excited when I saw your name. I'll come visit you. If not, we'll just go have cocktails now that you have successfully birthed the child. Thank you. I would love that. We'll, we'll have mocktails, so I don't got to think. So don't think that we have to like cocktail, cocktail. Oh, my God. Anytime just, anyone offers me for drinks, I immediately say yes and then uh, surprise no, them no, that no, I, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, we'll mocktail. Oh, yeah. oh I don't care. The answer is I will watch you get wasted and enjoy my night out anytime. I don't. You know me better. I know. Than I, I know. Super wasted. I did that when I was, uh, uh, as I put it, self medicating when I was getting divorced ten years ago. Yeah. And I'm like, now I'm like, I'm a lot more uh, uh, reasonable in my wine consumption. But it's more about the company. So yeah. So I would love it. Out. I say cocktails the same way I say coffee. I don't drink coffee either, but I'll go hang out with you and watch you drink it. Game yeah. on. I love yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll hang out. Okay, AJ, do you title these episodes when you when you post them? No, uh, Andy takes care of the titling, but I can. Andy uh, takes care of the titling. Would yeah. you mention to him, Miss Shannon tries to talk booze hound into drinking? <laughs> no. <it's not. laughs> also, yes, nobody has to talk me into drinking. Not. Brittany relapses. I, here's the problem: I can talk myself into drinking. Thank you very much. Oh, right? Yeah. Great. So I yeah. no, I did the opposite. I was like, oh, never mind. Sh- I just call it that. Oh my god, you're so fine. <laughs> I yeah. Don't even worry. December eighth and 9th at Laugh Camp, Brittany Absolutely. will be drinking for the first time. No, I'm waiting. I, <laughs> be funny. Be funnier. I can hear now. I would just be shirtless in the corner. Oh, Jesus. Sorry, that's how I roll. That's why I had to quit. Is that what you do? You just get high? Uh, I just, and then I run out in the woods and people don't find me for like two weeks. <laughs> Got a lot of energy. Are you a vampire? You know, what? I love you too much to be the impetus to that. That's okay. That's all right. Just go have some chamomile. It'll be fine. Perfect. Okay. There you go. Miss Shannon, you'll have to come back soon. I really, really enjoyed talking to you because it's just... I. First of all, I love comedy more than any living human. Thank you. Yeah, you've always been a good supporter of us, so we always appreciate you uh, uh, having us come on and supporting everything that we do. We do. Uh, thank so, yeah, you, my dear. Time, so. Come back soon. Absolutely. So see you guys all soon. Enjoy see the rest it. of your day. Ladies and gentlemen, headline and laugh camp December 8th and December 9th. This weekend, as a matter of fact, the legend, Miss Shannon. With it. What a sweetheart of a person. She's so mm-hmm. cool. When I first got to do a show with her once, uh, I was in awe because Miss Shannon is a legend. I mean, she's so cool. I uh, was on the shuttle. What's from, amazing about that? I was gonna say I was on the shuttle going from the state or like to the state fair when that was going on, and I didn't know her at the time. But I'm just sitting there, getting ready to go open up the like the I was working the Garage Logic booth at the time. But she sits down next to me, mm-hmm. just casually strikes up conversation. We're like halfway through the fair, so you know my, I'm just like going through the motions of blah, blah, blah. But just that conversation for like 10 minutes on the shuttle ride there, that was like, that was like the caffeine, the kick of energy that I needed for the day. Like she just brings it no yeah. matter if it's four in the morning, eight at night, like she's just got that bundle of energy and she just exudes it. It's awesome. 
Actually, a very nice person too. Very, you could just oh, tell. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. never met her in person, but she seems like a very, very decent person. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. She's the best. No question. Well, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. Uh, got that last hour coming up in just a couple of seconds. Got Kristen Burt. Mm-hmm. We got all kinds of stuff. Be right back.